verse 18. Ephesians 5, verse 18. Be not drunk with wine, whereas in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things Amen. unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. You just lead and guide us and direct us tonight. We ask you in your precious holy mercy. Amen. You see it? It's on? Yep. Uh, could be on higher, I guess. <laughs> so, giving thanks always. You know, I was thinking before I came. Giving thanks is not a, for many people, a comfortable thing to do. They may be thankful, and they may be grateful for somebody uh, doing something for them. But to actually say thank you, a lot of people are not comfortable with doing that. I don't know if you've noticed that. But... Uh, you know, they might come up and thank your hand, I mean, shake your hand and, and pat you on the back or something like that. But to actually say thank you for what you did. There are not a lot of people that do that, right? Even in the Bible, you know. Twelve lepers that Jesus healed, one came back to thank him. Yeah. Where are the rest of them? <laughs> what happened to the rest of them? And but that one came back and profusely thanked him, and uh, probably have have uh, been familiar familiarized with the disease of leprosy. But it's a horrible, horrible disease, primarily because you have no feeling at all. You could cut your hand and you would never even feel it. You never know that you did it. And, uh, or anything. You get a cut on your hand, your foot, any place, and you never know it. So it gets worse and worse and worse. You know, when we, when we know we have uh, some kind of a cut or bruise or something, and we take care of it. But if we don't know, then how could we? So this was a horrible thing, and, and of course, the lepers were ostracized. They were made to stay by themselves. They couldn't they couldn't associate with everybody else, even in their family. So they had they had nothing to do with anybody else. They were they were all you know set apart, and uh, so it's a horrible way to live. Not only just because of the disease itself, but because you're separated, you're isolated, you're cut off from everybody. And so this one realized how much he had to be grateful for, and he expressed to Jesus his gratitude. So, but there's a, a lot of people, you know, they, they, in fact, they even, some would, uh, if they have somebody to thank for something, they would rehearse their speech, you know, say, well, okay, I'm going to go up to the person and say, well, I, I realize that, that you went out of your way to help me, and uh, 
I just wanted to thank you and uh, let you know how much I appreciate that. When it actually comes down to it, he um, pats him on the shoulder and goes on. <laughs> because giving thanks is not something that everybody can do or wants to do. They want to do it, but not everybody can do it. So, but it's very important, especially to the Lord, that we give thanks to Him for everything. Amen. Everything that he does. Even minor things, you know. Uh, things that, that you just, you know, take for granted. You shouldn't take anything for granted, right? <laughs> shouldn't take anything for granted. The Lord can remove everything that he has put in place. And uh, so, you can't take anything for granted. But we just thank him, you know, that we're alive, that we have... Uh, people who care about us, family, and uh, I, I'm thankful for everybody in this church who is family, and who loves me, and who cares about me, and uh, that's very important, and I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for that, very thankful. So, it, it becomes then a spirit of thanksgiving. And when you're looking, I, I try to look for this story. I couldn't find it. But uh, Fulton Ausler uh, had been gone for a long time, but he, he was a well-known atheist. means he didn't believe in God, right? And so he, uh, like, uh, like others, he tried to disprove the Word of God. Tried to disprove it. He said, okay, I'm going to look at the Word, and I'm going to disprove it, right? The more he looked at it, the more he proved it, right? <laughs> the more he found out that it was real, and it was true. And he tried to doubt, and he tried to say, well, this is too good to be true, and this is not true, and that's not true, and plus... Uh, we don't even know who wrote the Bible, and it could have been uh, some people that just got together and thought they'd write the Bible. And uh, but Spirit convicted him, and he came to the Lord, he accepted the Lord, and uh, he wrote some real treasures. The greatest story ever told, greatest book ever written. Uh, those were those were fantastic books in in language that people could understand. You know, sometimes you write a book and nobody can really understand what you're talking about. And uh, but he wrote that in everyday language that people could understand. And uh, uh, he had all kinds of other books that he wrote that told about uh, miracles being happening. You know, in front of our very eyes. And that people uh, didn't recognize what they saw, didn't realize the impact of what they saw. And uh, so he was trying to, in these little books, he was trying to, to uh, visualize for people that they had a glimpse of Jesus every day. They just didn't realize it. They didn't see it. 
They didn't know. And you know, when they were when they helped somebody, in other words, somebody dropped something and they he helped them pick it up. He saw somebody on a on a uh, a park bench and the person was discouraged and the person was was really down. You could tell it, you know. And uh, so he went and spent some time with that person, you know. And he found out that when you help the least of these are brethren, you're really helping who? Jesus. Right? Matthew 25, 41, you remember that, don't you? <coughs> And he'll say to those on his left hand, depart. You're cursed. Into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Took me not in, naked, and you clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. When they saw, they went to answer him, they said, Lord, when saw we be hungry or thirst or stranger or naked or in prison and did not minister to them. He said, Verily I say unto you, as much as you did it not to the least of these, my brethren, you did it not to me. So when he said to the sheep on the right hand, he said, Come, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. In verse 35, he said, I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked and clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. And the righteous answered and said, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink, or a stranger and took you in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and ministered unto thee? And the king shall answer and said, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you've done it for unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So when we help anybody, with anything. It's as though we're helping Jesus and we're we're doing it in the name of Jesus, right? And so that's why, you know, we don't ever know what's going to happen on a, at a given point, what, what's going to happen in a day, you know? And uh, so we always have to be ready. Always have to have our armor on. We have to read the Word. We have to pray. Before, long before we go out into uh, doing what we're going to do in a day's time, we need to pray, we need to read the Word, we need to, to uh, lift up the name of the Lord. So that we're ready. But we don't know what we're going to find out there. don't have any idea what we're going to find out there. So we have to be ready, just in case. So but in the spirit of thanksgiving... We can't hold grudges. Ah, ah, that's a good one, huh? <laughs> but people do. And that's why, you know, as we, we come to uh, tomorrow being Thanksgiving and 
and uh, a month away uh, being Christmas, then know that there are people who won't be there when their family gets together. They won't associate with their family. They won't, they won't come together for a meal on Thanksgiving or for the occasion on Christmas because they've got a grudge against somebody. Uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so or so whoever. They've got a grudge against them. So I don't want to be there when they're there. So I'm not coming. Well, who does that hurt? Aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so? No, that hurts you. And it also hurts the body of your family. The people that love you and want to see you and want to have a sharing time with you. But you're not there. So because you're holding a grudge. So, don't hold grudges. Forgive freely. And, and again, there's, there are people who won't be there because they can't forgive what somebody did. I, boy, it's just terrible what they did. And I can't forgive them for that. We have to forgive. Amen? We have to forgive. Even as Jesus, as God for Christ's sake, forgave us, so we have to forgive one another. Amen? And, uh, but that, that uh, slows a lot of people down. They can't forgive, and so they're not going to be here. Okay, another one is pay for the one who did this better than anybody was Jesus, right? He went, saw a need, took care of that need. He didn't wonder if somebody, you know, and most of these people that he helped were very poor, right? Dirt poor, we would say. Except for, you know, the rich young ruler and uh, a few others. Most of the people that he helped were very poor and even so he wasn't expecting anything from them back he wasn't saying well now if I do this for you you've got to do this for me no not at all he did everything that he did so that God could be glorified and so that that person could receive help could receive a blessing and he didn't he didn't, you know, he didn't charge. And he didn't didn't uh, want them to give him something in return or anything like that. He paid it for. And we have to, in that same spirit of Thanksgiving, we have to do the same thing. We have to, to when we see somebody that needs something, help them. Help them. And don't, you know, we're not thinking of anything in return. We need to do this because the Spirit of Christ compels us to do that. When we see somebody that is in need, then we are to help them. Right? And that's very important. Also, in thanking always, 
giving thanks gives us an attitude of gratitude. We have to be thankful for all things. And this story that I was going to tell you about Fulton Ausler, he had a, uh, we call it a nanny today, but he called, it, he called her his nurse. And uh, he was amazed at the way that she conducted herself. She did all the, in addition to cooking meals and taking care of him uh, as he was a young boy, she also took care of the house. And uh, he was amazed that when she dusted anything, all these little objects, you know, knickknacks around the house, she would dust them and she would be thanking God for this object. And, uh, and then she would go someplace else and do something else, and she would be thanking God for that. Everything that she did, she thanked God for. And he was just amazed, especially for the vittles. She, he, she said, he said, we've got to thank God for the vittles. He said, what's vittles? He said, vittles is what we have to eat. <laughs> okay, that's then fiddles. <laughs> he said, oh. He said, yeah. He said, well, what happens if we don't thank God? He said, well. He said, well, they taste bad? Are they not going not gonna to go down right? She says, it's because God gave them to us that we thank Him. Well, He gives us everything. That's why I thank God for the little things around the house that I dust or or any time I clean something, because God gave that to me. And so I'm thankful for him. So he had a lot of questions, but she answered them. She was very patient about that. So this is an attitude of gratitude. In other words, we're thankful for everything. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be thankful. Don't assume, as we were said before, anything. And don't take something for granted and say, well, that's always going to be there, I guess. It may not always be. So, you need to be thankful right now. That is an attitude of gratitude. And be patient with each other. Um, everybody's not perfect, you know. <laughs> and uh, so... They, you know, are going to say and do things maybe that, that uh, uh, get us going, rile us up or something. And uh, we have to be patient. Patient. And loving, obviously. Uh, because love goes a long, long way. Love goes a long, long way. And uh, people, if, if you're patient with them, understanding with them, They'll know that. And they're used probably, they're used to being treated uh, very roughly and roughly because other people don't recognize these principles that we're sharing tonight. And so they probably treat them exactly the way they treat them, which is not good, not a good thing. So that's why we have to be patient and loving. If we have some other scriptures that we want to read, 
Uh, Ephesians 5, 4. Start verse 2. That same chapter that we're in, chapter 5. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for our sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanness and uncovetousness our covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not, not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. So, how hard is it to give thanks? Not really very hard if you're trying. If you're trying, it's not really very hard. Okay, and Colossians 3.17. So this is a good thing to remember also. Colossians 3.17. Whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. That's the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Important. 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 And of course that we show love in thanksgiving is important. That while we're, while we're thanking God, we're loving God. And when we're thanking others, we're loving them. You know, there's a lot of ways to do the same thing, right? And all of them are not kind and not patient and not loving. But there may be, okay, I did that. Checked it off. Checked it off that bit. <laughs> okay. I did that. I took care of that. But did you do it in love and understanding? And were you Kind. And that's the important thing. We're not, not trying to build up points or anything like that. We're trying to show kindness and love and understanding. And people know that and they know the value of that. And they appreciate being treated, you know, as a person, being treated with respect, with kindness, with gentleness, because that's probably not always the case with other people, you know? Because people treat, they're in a hurry to get somewhere and they treat people roughly, get out of my way, you know, or, and not really knowing or noting or caring that maybe the people are hurting. Maybe the people have needs. Maybe the people that they're mistreating uh, are people who they need to help. Amen. But there are a lot, of, a lot of people like that around us. A lot of people. Sometimes we can tell, sometimes we can't. But God knows. God knows. So, you know, I told the story about this. Uh, the uh, Red Cat at, uh, in the old days. In Grand Central terminal and all these trains going by and whatever. And uh, 
he saw this woman. This woman was, was uh, ah, she looked like she, if looks could kill, everybody around her would be dead. She looked like she was just in, in, in misery, you know. She was, she was uh, uh, you could tell, hurt, frustrated, angry, a lot of anger. You know, you, you, can, you can spot people today that, that are like that. They're very angry. And uh, so she was gruff with him and, and uh, asked him uh, about, you know, when, what the schedule was, when her train was, and things like that. And uh, this was in the day when uh, ladies wore hats, right? My mother had so many hats, we had to, <laughs> there was no way of getting rid of them. But uh, anyway, he looked at there and he said, you know, that's the prettiest hat that I've seen all day long. And she just was, you know, taken back. She says, really? You think so? Yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, and you know that dress is just perfect. Just perfect. It, it, it goes with everything, and uh, it, it's just perfect for you. And uh, he had her attention, by the way. <laughs> he had her attention. And they got to talking. And why she was so upset and so angry is because she uh, didn't hadn't seen her uh, son and daughter. Our grandchildren, a long, long time, kept waiting for them to come and see her, gave up on that idea, so she said, okay, well, I'll try to go with them. And um, he asked her how often she had gone to visit people in the hospital, or to uh, see a friend, go over and see a friend. And uh, she said, well, been a long time, I don't have uh, many friends, and uh, I just have my children, and I don't get to see them. So he said, uh, don't you have neighbors? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you friends with him? Well, um, I know them. <laughs> I wave. They wave at me. And uh, he said, why don't you, when you get back, <coughs> ask them if they would like to have some coffee with you? She said, well, guess I could do that. And uh, so he helped her with her bags, and she left. She came back several months later. He didn't know the same person. He didn't know the same person. Oh, the smile that she had on her face was just from ear to ear. And she greeted him, and she hugged him, and she said, oh, he said, I don't know why you said what you did, but he said it was the best thing that you ever could ever say. 
and I have a neighbor now, and we are, are on such good terms, and we share together, and we talk about our families together, and we have coffee together, and he said, it's just such a blessing. And I said, and he said, well, what about your family? He said, oh, we've reconnected. I finally get to see my grandchildren. I finally get to see how they've grown since the last time I saw them. And uh, he said, it's just amazing. How did you know to do that? He said, the Lord told me that you might need a little push in the right direction. <laughs> so I did that for you. And she hugged him again and she said, I can't thank you enough. So, you know, there are people around us, neighbors, friends, they're just waiting for someone to show them kindness, someone to show them love, someone to show them understanding, and uh, show them with love. Show them with love. So that they can, they can show love back, you know? It's easy to, to treat people the way they treat you. <laughs> that's, that's easy, you know, a natural response. Okay, you're going to do that. But show love to them regardless. And again, it's, it's easier to show love to somebody who is showing love, but to somebody who's not, a little bit harder. A little bit harder. And so in all things, we to show up. And then again, the next thing would be walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. You say, well, my kids would say, what good would that do? They're going to give you your, their shoes and you're going to walk in them for a while and then you're going to give them your shoes? I said, well, some things you can't quite take literally. <laughs> what that means is to understand that person, you have to go through maybe some of the things they go through. And that, that you know, gives you understanding on why they are the way they are. And uh, a little push from the Lord is not, not, uh, not a bad thing in that way. And uh, he will tell you what to do and how to do it. So you, you know, you're just trying to have understanding, understanding, and uh, so that that uh, even though the people are rude, maybe, and uh, don't treat you with respect or kindness, when you go through the things that they're going through, then you understand why they would be that way. All the more reason for you to show them love. And the love has to be unconditional. Unconditional love. There is no other way. There is no other way. Uh, you know, there was, there were uh, other Greek words for, for love. And uh, the, the word we get uh, erotic, you know, erotic love from where we get brotherly love from Philadelphia but God's unconditional love is the only thing that will work in relationships with other people because no one else 
is going to show them that kind of love. Somebody else, they might show them love, but it would be something that they could use to get something from them, right? Right. I'll, I'll just be very loving and kind to you if you'll, you know, do this for me. Unconditional love is not that way. Unconditional love is no hold bar, no conditions, no uh, uh, steps that you have to to uh, take before the love flows. Unconditional love flows forever. forever. That's the love that we came to Jesus with, right? That's the love that he loved us with. And he said, come unto me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will do what? Give you rest. I will give you rest. Unconditional love. Nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes close. You know, as they say on the street, what's your angle? You know, why are you being kind to me? Why are you being nice to me? So, but when we follow after the footsteps of the Master, He expects us to love in the same way that He does. We don't. The results will not be the same. So this is one of my favorite songs. You can sing along if you know. If thanks we're grateful give thanks to the Holy One if thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. Oh, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. We give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Oh, give thanks with a grateful heart. 
give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done. For us,